Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Submit yourselves to the Lord's sake for every human authority whether to the emperor, the supreme authority, to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So here's the takeaway that we're going to learn. People are watching. They're watching you. They're watching me. They're watching Christians. They're trying to find out what's this all about. So I need to be a good citizen. Are you happy with the government? Are there times when they frustrate you? Probably. But if you were in a country ruled by an absolute monarch, would you do what they said? The early church was in that situation. You can read in the book of Acts what the church went through because of their faith. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the responsibility of Christ followers in relationship to their governments. He will be reminding you that your primary allegiance is to God, but that you're also God's representative on earth. He'll be talking about balancing those two responsibilities. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 39 as he continues his message, God's amazing knowledge and wisdom. Now, in this day and age, who is in authority? Where Peter is? Peter's in Rome. Who's in authority? It's the Romans. His name is Nero. The one that burned Christians, poured tar over them, and burned them to death for lights. God established him. Remember when we went through the book of Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar, all of those people? God's established them. So he has a purpose as he's doing that. And that, sometimes we just don't get it. Actually, most of the time we don't get it. God, what are you trying to do with that? So notice, except that which God has established, the authorities that exist have been established by God. So what is that statement saying? As you stop and think about that authority, who has all authority? Exactly, because it just says it. Everything, he's sovereign. He has all authority. And as this comes, you'll see what that means in our lives. So our lives today, different country, different time, different kind of authorities, but our lives are made up of authority and submission. That's the way we live. None of us, no matter what people think, Live to ourselves. So here's how you want to write the definition. Write this down, if you will. Authority. The right to exercise power. God gives people in authority the right 
to exercise power. Sometimes it's godly power. Sometimes it's from Satan. But God allows that. Now, all authorities that exist have been established by God, all the way from the all the way to the back and all the way to the future. Ultimate authority comes from God, and He ordains or assigns all authority. Now, there's lots of divine institutions, but the three main ones that God established so that we could function with order. Now, think about this. Authority is given so the home, the government, and the church, those three things God designed specifically, the home, the church, and the government. He put authority in it so there would be order and not chaos. What we see all over our world now is what? Chaos from these authorities because they're not following God. And the place is just absolutely chaos. Our country is in chaos. And you see it all the time. Here we are in New York again this week. Another chaotic situation. Now, how does submission fit in with that? Well, here's submission. Write this down if you've never heard me speak on this. Submission is a loving attitude that wants to cooperate. It's an action, but not an action without an attitude. It's an action and an attitude. It's both. I want to cooperate. I want to cooperate. It's actually a military term, which means to put things in proper order. Now, by and large, because we're individuals and we kind of want to do our own thing, remember, one of the fruits of the Spirit we're after is self-control rather than us being out of control. We don't like the term submit, but it's God's principle to bring order and blessings to every single part of our life. Submission is the foundation of all relationships. There is no healthy relationship without submission. It just doesn't work. And it, this submission doesn't start with human relationship. Your life will be in order if you first submit to God as authority. When I don't, my life is in chaos. It just goes off the wall. Because the authority that's established to bring me control and to bring me purpose and meaning is me submitting my will to God. Now, Peter is going to address three specific areas of authority and submission that have to do with our human relationships. Two we're going to talk about are government and citizens. How do we deal with that? That's a real place where we live. Second, we're going to talk about, this is going to be a fun one, employee and employers, business, how we get along in that area. Verse 13 through 17, if you write in your Bible, is about government and citizens. So here we go. First Peter 2, 13. Submit yourselves to the Lord's sake for every human authority, whether to the emperor, the supreme authority, to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong, and to commend those who do right. So here's the takeaway that we're going to learn. People are watching. They're watching you. They're watching me. They're watching Christians. They're trying to find out what's this all about. So I need to be a good citizen. 
I need to be a good citizen. Let me just say this from the top because I think it will help you. When we submit, it doesn't mean I agree with everything the government's doing or the local government's doing or even that I like the people that are in the Congress or the local things here when they vote against this or that or the other or the presidency, this one, the next one, or the people around the You know, that's the people that God's put. I don't have to like them even. I don't have to like the things that they're doing. Who knows what your taxes are going to be next? Lord, help us. Who knows what health insurance we'll have? And we're not getting into the politics stuff because God's not talking about the politics. We are to respect the office But we don't have to like the people. Does that help you? Okay, let's move on. All right, now let's go on. Don't email me. Lord, help me. Don't email me. You'll see this as we go through. Paul submitted, but he didn't like some of the things. Peter and John submitted, but they didn't like the authorities. They just submitted because they respected the office. Now, we're not sure why Peter actually writes this. But remember, it could be that that those in government authority were the ones that were accusing these suffering Christians of false things. And that's why they were put in jail. That's why they were beaten. That's why this, that, and the other. Realistically, it could be that. Well, we, we just don't know. Believers weren't doing wrong, but they were getting beaten and suffering because someone lied about them. Now, remember, Rome is an authority, and Rome hated Christianity. Can I say to you that most world governments hate God and hate Christians? It wasn't too different in those days. It was basically the same. We used to love God in this country. Get your money out. In God, we? Yeah, for sure. Not anymore. Now, we have millions of Christians in America. Praise the Lord. Amen. But as a whole, people hate God and they hate Christians. So we already have something on our head. We're already marked. There they go. There they go. There they go. (laughs) There they go. Stupid people. And that's hurtful. But people are still searching. Why? Because their lives are in chaos. They have no peace. So we have to remember, they're looking at us. And sometimes you're going to have to put up with stuff. And we'll see what that looks like as we go. Now, Peter knew about disobeying the government. I want you to keep your finger there. Let's turn to Acts chapter 5. You remember the story. Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts chapter 5. Here we go. Peter and John had healed a man. Jesus had gone back to heaven. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were spirit-filled believers. And they healed a man who had never walked. And look at verse 5. This is the Jewish authorities who were looking for the Messiah, didn't believe Jesus was one. Actually, they were part of the crucifixion of Jesus. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, verse 18, verse 19, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. Remember, that's why we are here. At daybreak, verse 21, they entered the temple courts. As they had been told, they obeyed, and they got up early. They didn't debate 
Well, let's just put that off for a while. Then we're going to go out to the same place again. We're going to be back in a jail and beat again tonight. No, they went. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they've been told, and began to teach the people. Now, what would they be teaching about? Jesus. That's the whole reason they were there. Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in the jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers, these are the religious Jewish people, and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin, kind of the high court for the Jewish religion, to be questioned by the high priest. Now remember, this is, this is the person that's in authority. And we are to submit to people in authority. But you'll see the exception as we walk through. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. He said, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. I'm determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. And Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. See, they had a choice to submit to the religious authorities or submit to what God had placed them on the earth to do, to teach the word of God. And they were reminded what to do by the angel that was sent from God. Go back to the streets, teach Jesus, teach people how to become followers. They didn't cause a public kind of political rebellion. They didn't go out with signs, down with the Jewish high priest and his authority. They simply went and said, sorry, we respect the office, but we will not disobey God. Here's what you want to write. Because this is going to happen to probably all of us in the United States at some point. It already happens in many ways. And I'll give you an example or two. When the government says disobey God, we always submit and obey God. Why? Because he's our ultimate authority. That is never, regardless of the circumstances. Easy to say amen right now. But if they're going to chop your head off, unless you say You need to say, I don't believe in God. What do you think happened to those people in Iraq when all their heads came off? That's what they were asked to do. They didn't say amen. They just said, no, we will not say no to our God. (laughs) Easy for us to say amen, but it's going to get more difficult. Let's just give me an idea of this. Have we already seen this in the United States? Will we see this more? I'm not talking about chopping heads. Have we seen people who are Christians who say, I won't do a a wedding for a person, two men or two women. Now, we love everybody. We love the homosexuals. We love the gay people. We love the lesbians. They just need to come to Christ. Got it? This is not hate talk. And when those people refused, what happened to many of them? People closed their bakeries, find them. This is exactly what we're talking about. See, Peter stood says, I'm sorry, we respect your office, but we can't obey you because we have a higher authority. We have a higher authority, and his name is God. 
And this is our rule book. This is how it works. So it's going to get more difficult for all of us. So be ready to understand this principle. When the government says disobey God, we don't cause a riot. We don't start picketing. We simply submit and obey God, our ultimate authority. I want you to see this headline. It won't mean much to you, but it means a lot to Linda and myself. Here's the next headline. Let me give you the headline. Just happened this week. Nepal criminalizes Christian conversion and evangelism. The president of Nepal approves new sanctions targeting non-Hindus and all foreign missionaries. So the stance in Nepal is this. If you're a Christian and you want to talk about it, we're coming after you. Now, earlier this year, Linda and I were in Nepal, where I taught 50 kind of new pastors who over the last few years had come to Christ. And churches were thriving all over Nepal. So I got to teach them numbers of hours. And it was just wonderful. Now what? Linda and I used to go to China. And I had the privilege for many years teaching in the underground church. Now, it's too dangerous for me to go. And it's too dangerous for the pastors. Same in India. India has just changed. India, their head leadership, their whole goal is to make India a Hindu nation and get rid of Christianity. So it's unsafe, and yet we still go and do that. So I don't know what's going to happen, but understand when Christians go or are in the country, the country of China, I know this for a fact, country of China, India, Nepal, they're not there to overthrow the government. See, that's what the government's afraid of. You're going to try to overthrow our government. They could care less. Modi, that's what his whole thing is in India. You're here to overthrow our government. No, we're not. We're here to obey God and to share the truth. And so when you see this happening, we are not politically motivated as missionaries. I'm sure there's probably a few out there, whatever, but that's not what God's talking about. We want to do the will of God, sharing the gospel in a secular place. So what was our command? What was our authority? Here's the command Jesus gives you and me. You're not in Nepal tonight. You're not in India tonight. You're not in China tonight. You're in Brevard County. Here we are. This is the same thing. Here it is. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. That is what our role is, regardless of the outcome. We're not politically motivated. That's not our goal at all. Nobody's interested in that. We're interested in the souls of men and women. Now go back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15. For it is God's will that by doing good... You should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Well, there's one example. Uh, we're getting rid of you. We're closing your churches down. As you know, the, in China, they've chopped off crosses and steeples in hundreds and hundreds of churches. They just chopped them down. And basically, they're saying, you're here to overthrow the government in China. By the way, the government in China now has made a statement. We will be a nation that remains Communist, basically, and atheist, and against every other religion. That's their stance, the president of China. Now, 
you know there's more Christians in China than there are in the United States. Well, more than 100 million Christians in China. And how they survive? Underground. That's how they'll continue to survive. Because when the church is persecuted, the church grows. Amazingly. When the church isn't persecuted, the church gets fat and flabby. We don't care. See, when it gets hard, you watch the church start to fill up again. Why? Because people are sharing their faith. Now, look at this. 2.16. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. To say you're over there to win Christians, but you're actually trying to undo the government. Live as God's slaves, as God's servants. Verse 17, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. Those politically there. We honor them, but when there's a conflict between what God says and they say, we always obey God. Now, Pastor Mark, is this like new? No, this isn't new. How many remember when we went through the book of Daniel? Daniel and his three friends. They were ordered to eat non-kosher food. What happened? They respectively said to the king and the servant, uh, no, we can't do that. They didn't pick it. They didn't take the food, throw it out. They just said, respectfully, I understand what you're doing, but we just can't do that. We're going to disobey it. But in a special way, they honored the king. And what happened? They didn't embarrass anybody. And the king then said, fine. Try this food X number of days. Let's see how you look. If you can survive on that and you're good people, fine with me. See, this is not new. This is over and over again, the same kind of thing happening. So again, what you need to understand is because way in the background, we we need to understand, don't be surprised when our faith is attacked unfairly. Live so that no one can make an honest attack on us. Do good works. Leave the outcome to God. Just leave it to him. A godly lifestyle is a powerful means of connecting with unbelievers. Especially when they see that we're being accused of things that are not fair. Now, Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and deeds and praise your Father, which is in heaven. Now, the next group of people is called employee and employer. We move to the workplace And you know this because all of you have either worked at home as parents or whatever, or you have a workplace. We spend more time in the workplace, in our lives, than any place else. You know that. All the years you've worked. You add up all those hours and all that, compared to how much time you spend at home. and It's just more at the workplace. So look at verse 18. Slaves. Now let me just address this. Slavery was a big deal in those days. It was all through the Bible. It was never God's intent. Slavery is against the Bible. The Romans had slaves. It was a normal thing. How many are glad that we don't have slavery in the United States? (laughs) Amen. Slavery in the world is still there in many parts. Especially, you know, the women being taken as slaves, sex slaves and all that stuff. But it's not a biblical principle at all. Today, Pastor Mark talked about submission. You learned how a Christ follower submits to the earthly authorities of government and employer. He talked about learning to submit even when the authorities you're under aren't likable. You also learned about the lines that you mustn't cross in regards to what you might be asked to do. You were reminded that God is your final authority and he must be obeyed first and last. 
You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will be teaching the final portion of this message, God's amazing knowledge and wisdom. You'll hear about Joseph's rising from prison to the right hand of Pharaoh. Pastor Mark will also teach about the Christ followers' primary mission, which is to call people to follow Jesus, and what you might have to endure while fulfilling that mission. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Trusting God in the Ups and Downs of Life. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.